Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. From the WEEI Studios, the home of the Red Sox. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1. Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Time now for KJ and Don Darrow with KJ Carson and Mark Don Darrow on WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. What? The band is back together? KJ and Don Darrow, good Saturday afternoon to you. Mark, it's been almost five months since we've been together. Your voice. How are you, KJ? Good to hey, be with you. Hey, the family doing well. I'm sorry I missed your kids' graduations and college and marriage and stuff like. It seems like it's been that long. We got divorced. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> we're, we're good. Nothing to joke about. No, no, no. We're good. Everything's good. Everything's great. Yeah, we're good. Thank you. But Everybody's things, good. But you know, if you leave off, if where we left off, we our show on Sundays, we talked about just the dysfunction that you could feel inside of the Patriots. And the big story this week is the Carrie uh, Gregian and Andrew Callahan story in the Boston Herald that kind of, almost like we were soothsayers. Like, are you surprised at some of the things that you were seeing in the article, and does it shock you that we weren't that far off? No, uh, I wasn't surprised. There was obviously some jarring uh, commentary in there and some yeah. headlines. I mean, we all know what they are. Uh, the We love Bill, but Bill F, the, whatever that line was there. Um I was not surprised, and I think that's part of the surprise, if that makes any sense. Like, we had a lot of us had figured this out. Yeah. You know, that that's part of the problem here. Right. You know, a lot of us figured this out early on, early and often. And I think that, that comes from all the years of us watching reality TV. You're like, you see some elements of reality TV kind of drama going on here. Look, even me, I'll admit, I, I've admitted, I did not think that the coaching staff was going to turn into the story that it did this year. I didn't yeah. think it was I didn't think it was going to be necessarily value added, but to turn into what it turned into, I didn't see that coming. So that even surprised me, but by and large it did not take long to see that this was not working. This was a disaster and it was sort of refreshing um for a few different reasons that we can get into as we as we progress forward here to to hear it spelled or to see it spelled out the way Andrew Callahan and Karen Garigian spelled yeah. it out in the Boston Herald because that I think affirmed a couple things about Mac Jones it explained a couple other things about the mentality of what's going on within that organization and um I think it left some questions about Bill Belichick and just the Patriots going forward that we're going to get into oh it fed my thoughts of what's going on with Mac Jones let me quote part of the article where it says the seeds of dysfunction were planted in the spring and summer around the time Jones Mac Jones told the media he would teach his new quarterback's coach, Joe Judge, the first of multiple comments he made that would irk higher-ups. What I was saying all through the season was, hey, when you started seeing uh, Julian Edelman make comments about, like, I don't like the attitude that Mac Jones has given, or when, um, uh, gosh, how come I can't think of it, Vince Wolfolk was saying the same things, that these guys, I felt like, were saying, hey, this new cat 
is going against the culture. And I have joked that really what Belichick has is like a crew that runs the streets, if you will. Yeah. And you're not going to go against middle management and think that Bill's just going to be cool with it. And so to see that it was more Joe, Joe Judge, what I took from this article as well is that, look, maybe Matt Patricia was just the guy that said yes to Bill's request, right? Like, if Bill is head of the crew, this little RICO organization they got going on, you can't say no to the boss if he says, hey, I want you to do something that you've never done before. Figure it out. I think what I was surprised to see is how much Joe Judge's name popped up. But then I wasn't surprised because you remember when Devin McCourty on the week off went on the CBS pregame show and did all the praising of Dable. And I was like, dude is dissing somebody who's on his staff. And this is so not what this organization does. Um, I have some thoughts, but are you surprised that Joe Judge's name was popping up more? Uh, not, I don't want to say surprise. Nothing surprises me. In, in terms of, I guess, the article was more, I mean, Joe Judge went under the bus a couple times there, more so than Matt Patricia. I guess if you want to say that surprises you or surprises me, whatever. Um, but I, it's not surprising in terms of, hey, guess what? Joe Judge really didn't work out or the players really weren't feeling Joe Judge. And let's not forget here. Let's not forget. This starts... With Bill Belichick, he told us to blame him if it doesn't work out. It it didn't work out. So we, I mean, I don't know what else to do. It starts with it. It starts with the head coach. It starts with Bill Belichick and goes from there. And by the way, you brought up Edelman and, and Vince Wilfork. Yeah, I don't really care what they think about but this. That, like, but that does matter because why they does that know- matter? Because the, it's not the culture isn't any different. It's not like okay, these guys have a different head coach. It is a different or, culture. Or they have a di- no, it's the same it's general like, manager and it's the same head coach. But the, the quarterback that created that culture for so many years that they wait, were wait, teammates wait, with wait, is wait, long wait. gone. It's a different Brady, culture. Brady created the winning environment. Belichick created that oh, culture. No, he didn't. Brady what? created the culture. Brady was oh, the Patriot you, way. Belichick managed it. So there Brady is no defense. So you make it, it seem like there has been no defense, right? Because this is all predicated on defense, right? That's Belichick's MO. Like, look, I'm a defensive coach. I have a defensive sensibility of how I handle my teams. And if look, if it was all about Brady, then why wouldn't why wouldn't the craft say, okay, we choose Brady and Bill, you move up to GM? I don't that, know. That's a question that we've asked and we've talked well, about. Well, then it shows we're you who runs right the now. culture then, no, right? Well, they no, got it wrong. They got it wrong. It was Brady that started the It was Brady that created the culture. Everybody took the cues but from the best But someone would player. argue, it's like, hey, look, what if Belichick doesn't give Brady that shot? What if he doesn't choose them? Isn't that still on Belichick? He's the one that made the choice to take time. I'm not saying that Tom isn't probably 60 percent responsible of this whole thing that we call this Patriots dynasty, but you can't just discount Belichick as like he's just some schlep coach. Did I say he's a schlep coach? Did uh, I discount? I didn't I, discount him. He was well, a major part of their success, okay. but he didn't, he didn't create the culture, and he wasn't more responsible for the success. And whoever thought that was wrong. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Text line 37937, KJ and Don I see things, I see five months haven't really, uh, we haven't missed the beat between the two of us. Here's the Karen Garigian cut when she was on WEEI earlier this week about this Patriots dysfunction that was going on. Everyone, everyone tried. They gave the college try, but it became apparent right away that it just wasn't going to work. Although they kept trying and they kept trying. And what wound up happening is, you know, there was at least a half dozen or so players who were who had either played in the Shanahan style offense or McVay offense and you know just having them question or say well, well what about this my experience is this 
all of those things cause issues and distrust and, you know, pushback. And, and so, you know, it just kind of snowballed as it all went along. Yeah, I think it's really a new school player versus old school coaching mentality. That that's where the clash is. New school player mentality, you know, feel like they may have a say in things, and this is just an old school culture, but it has a history of winning. I think it's uh those coaches sucked mentality. That's the mentality I think it was. <laughs> because they they didn't get the job done. They never should have come back. They were recycled. They did not do well at their other stops, whether it was the head coach. And by the way, Joe Judge, and that's a pile on Joe Judge. But Joe, not only did Joe Judge come back, okay, after an unsuccessful venture to the to New York with the Giants. Yeah, their but, offense was the worst in 40 years. When not he only there. that, though, KJ, but he presided over a situation that was very, very similar to what Mac Jones was going through last year and right now. With and Daniel Jones, with, yeah. Uh, yeah, with Daniel Jones. And he was unbelievably ineffective in that role. So why to why'd you bring him back to be in that role? It wasn't like he was brought back to be the special teams coach. He was brought back to work with the quarterback. Like, why do that? So there were so many questions. And obviously I trust Karen's reporting and, and Andrew. You know, they have the connections. Karen's been around forever. Um, I just, it, it's a culture that was created by Brady. So with, with Will Fork and Edelman saying those things, that Belichick that they knew was a different Bill Belichick with different, you know, resources at his disposal. But, but I think that also comes with where you were 20 years ago. Like, you're not the same guy 20 years ago if you're Belichick. You're just not. You might be more hardened in your ways, which I think probably is the whole idea with Bill O'Brien and not bringing in someone new, continuing that I'm only bringing in the people I trust versus, okay, when you're a little bit younger, you realize, okay, Brady is producing the results I need. I'm going to let them have a little bit of fun. Right. If you're not producing the results that I need to get with your wins and championships, then why am I going to feel like you need to have some type of external personality? I don't care about your gritty if we're not winning games in the playoffs. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I think that's the difference between Belichick 10 years ago and Belichick now. When you're not winning, there's not a whole lot of celebrating or room for um, express your personality, and that's well, why. I think what do you some mean, though? Some... Express your personality. Like, what are you well, referring the whole thing, to? Well, whole thing about like Matt going off at his coaches, and you know, being you know, you know, the way he responded on television towards Patricia and Judge. Because as I said, it now looks like Patricia only did what Belichick asked of him. Do you think they raised their hand in a room or spun a bottle and said, "Who wants to be the offensive coordinator?" Remember when Bill said, "I oversee all of this." That means that Bill is the one that made the decision to ask those guys. Right. So maybe some of the heat off on Patricia probably comes off. And we, we were saying this before that it's on Bill. And I'd always thought that once it started going wrong, Bill should step in and say, I will be overseeing the play calling. And then you can take all the, you know, you can take all the hits. Well, whatever. It didn't work. Whatever Bill Belichick decided to do, however, he tried to adjust. None of it worked. I think the players based on this article. Okay. So let me ask you this. Yeah. When Bailey, Bailey Zappi was in there, did it work? Did what work? The offense. Did it work when he was in there? I'm yeah. not saying he should be the starter, but did it work? Yeah, I guess it worked. Okay, you're going up so, against the Browns and the Lions. And wait a minute, the Lions were one were just as far away from the playoffs as the Patriots yeah, the were. Li- but they were terrible on the road. Their defense was terrible, it and you were calling more you play finish. action. Where it's was all f- the play action passes for Jones? This brought what Karen was referring to. This Shanahan offense. You know what I think of when I think of Shanahan offense? I think of play action rollouts. Where was all the play action rollouts or just play action? 
There, it was no. It was inexcusable, so, KJ. You had so, a running team. You had a quarterback based on the data that thrives in play action, yet you never used it. I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying, why did it work with the backup? And and why would you call a different set of plays unless you believe or something is going on? And I think this is where this dysfunction comes in. If you're making comments that I'm going to teach my quarterback how to be my quarterback's coach, how to be a quarterback, and you're saying these things, then maybe there's a bit of retaliation going on. Like, why are we going to give you what you want when you're giving us a bunch of what we don't want to hear? Like, you know, that's the thing. That'd be, we're not, that would be even look, more inexcusable. Well, but here's I, I don't, don't disagree with it, but retaliation. Retaliation in sports, there's no HR you can go to about that. You can't say there's some implicit bias because they won't call play action for me. It's the coaching. And if the coaching feels like you are bucking management, why are we going to treat you any better than, say, the backup? That's why I believe the first day of camp, it's going to be an open competition between Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. And say, Mac Jones, you're going to have to beat this guy out. And I think that's going to be wait and see because I don't think it's a shoe in that Mac Jones wins the job. I mean, it's just, no, I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying I think it was a tough spot the players were in. Now, you can, we can talk about how they handled it, but I think you had players that genuinely knew that the coaching staff and the offensive coaches specifically were a mess, and they knew things were not being run or taught the way they should have been taught. But what are you supposed to do? Just line up and listen and say, yes, sir, even though you know it's a disaster, they were probably put in a very difficult position. Well, okay, so you ask, what do you do? You go to Belichick, do you not? Uh, That sounds like a good idea, but I don't know. Maybe they didn't want to. Maybe they thought that that was some way to get into his doghouse. Well, some people, I guess, ended up in it, according to the stories during the course of the year. In his doghouse or Matt Patricia's doghouse? Matt Patricia's. Yeah, well, and, then, and then Bill right, has to support was an that. extension of ownership, yeah, right? they like, never man- should have brought those guys back. They, they were losers at their other jobs. They had their time here. Matt Patricia, I, I was so happy. When the Lions, um, when they when they signed I, or whatever hired him, I was I was ecstatic. Okay, though it was a mistake to bring him back. That's what it was. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven text line three seven ninety three seven KJ and Don Darrow. Uh, getting in on this Patriots conversation, we're still going to talk about the hiring of Bill O'Brien, plus the future of Mac Jones, what that means with the team. So getting in the conversation right now, it's time to trend with Stiz. He'll press the button once more time, and then it will fire. Yeah, I am sorry. I don't know what just happened. We we fired the button, and then uh, there is some something going on with our button here at the station. Let's try that one more time, KJ. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Sheesh, what is going on? The conference championships are this Sunday. The 49ers are in Philly taking on the Eagles at 3.30, followed by the Bengals in Kansas City taking on the Chiefs at 6.30. Don't forget, both those games can be heard right here on WEEI. Per Field Yates, Patrick Mahomes was a full participant in practice and is off the injury report. Albert Breer reported Friday that the Patriots are flying out former player Ryan Wendell out to Las Vegas to interview for the open offensive line coaching position. Wendell played nine seasons with the Patriots and helped New England win a Super Bowl in 2014. He spent the last four seasons with the Bills holding the title of assistant offensive line coach for the previous three campaigns. The Bruins road trip continues tonight as they take on the Florida Panthers. Puck drops at 6 p.m. And the Celtics have lost three in a row. They'll try and turn it around tonight when they host LeBron James and the Lakers tip off at 8.30. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast listen to every mlb game live the deep left center field it is high it is far it is gone stream minor league affiliates the midwest league home run leader Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You're listening to KJ and Don Darrow on Boston Sports Original. WEEI. KJ and Don Darrow, W-E-E-I. Good Saturday name, afternoon to you. I'm so used to being up at night, so I almost said night. Saturday afternoon to you, 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Uh, we're, Mark and I talking about the dysfunction uh, with the Patriots that came out in the Boston Herald article for earlier this week. Uh, uh, Mark, let's go. Let's talk to John in Grafton, who says we're both wrong, and I'm trying to figure out how that can be. John, okay, John disappeared. He probably realized there's no way both of us can be wrong. But look, yeah, we're not Mark, wrong. We're not wrong. I'm not Here's, wrong. I mean, rarely, I mean, sometimes I really do think Not on the wrong. Brady Belichick thing. I'm not wrong on that. Brady yeah. was the one that cult, that created the culture um, and ultimately led to the Patriot way. That's the way it is. Sure. Sometimes that's how you just end up arguing. Sure. And I would just say, okay, who's the guy still around? I'm Fine. not saying, I, I look, I'm not saying who's, you know, look, did he, did he do best by Brady? No. Was it brilliant to get him to continually to move money so that way he can get assets? That's a brilliant move. Look, you're not. You can't <laughs> question Bill Belichick's brilliance. You can't question his genius or his accomplishments. I'm not doing that. I'm not saying he's not the goat. But the problem right now is that Bill Belichick. Okay, what made him the greatest isn't applicable right now because they're not in a situation where he can apply some of those skills. Right, okay? but we're but we're also thirty years into Belichick's coaching career yeah. right like the game has completely changed think about it do you think when belichick first stepped in the room here in new england that he would know that there would be players that would have things to say on social media or talk out of face and no. do all these things he's done a masterful job of keeping that stuff under control but eventually a leak becomes a gush right so and this is kind of one of those things where players now feel like okay they know they can't go at belichick so they go after middle management 
and and again, you know, maybe this past season was to see how does Mac Jones handle adversity, right? Like, hey, if we give you another coordinator after Josh and it doesn't work out and it's the person you wanted, then we'd have to get to a third coordinator. So if we know that we're in a transition period, right? Like this is like what they did with the coordinator situation is very equivalent to like the small bridge with with Cam Newton. It was going to be ugly then. This might have been pretty ugly as well. Because if you go and get somebody brand new and that person, let's say they get another gig or something or they do poorly, now you're talking about Mac Jones' third coordinator and you're going to go back and get who you wanted to get anyway. So I'm sorry, are you trying to tell me that this was an orchestrated move and a calculated yeah, no, disaster? You know, I'm not going to sit there and say this was all planned, but you say sometimes you want to see if you're going to potentially pay a guy top money as the quarterback of this team how do they handle adversity? And Mac Jones didn't necessarily handle it well. He handled it well on the injury front, but in terms of just some of the sulking and all those different things, that's why you bring back in Bill O'Brien because you get you regain control. You think Mac Jones is going to be able to buck at Bill O'Brien if he doesn't like what he's being told? So I think what does, whatever you just said, I think is madness. You know what I just said? I said it in Spanish. Yeah, what I are you talking about? I think, I think if you're if you're, you're madness, if you're, you're the one that screams at everything. If you're trying to tell me, I'll say this calmly, please. If, if you're trying to tell me that Bill Belichick intentionally hired these. Bobos Did I say intentionally? Well, you said I just that said he's sometimes trying to see how Mac to Jones see. But, right. but you know how you do that? You create some adversity for him in practice. You know, you put another rusher out on the field. You make or the ball you, wet. Or, or, like, or you yank him out of a game after six throws. Whatever. But to, but to bring in these coaches that proved immediately, per Karen Garigian and all these people, that they were ineffective right from the jump. During Mac Jones' second year on on the job as the starter, was completely unacceptable and irresponsible, and just you can't do it. So to say or to even allude to that, maybe he was trying to test out Mac Jones's resolve. That's ridiculous to me. Ridiculous. Oh, here's the thing: when you put Bailey Zappi in there, that go back to that go back to that Chicago game. You pull him and you put Bailey Zappi in there and you get two touchdowns out of him. Now, granted, they still lose, and that's the ultimate goal is to win the game. But he does take the ball down the field and move it. And with those same exact players, the ones that people say, you need a receiver, the line is this, all this, these things were going on when the line was horrible, okay? And then after Mac came back for that Jets game, I said, oh, Mac, he could throw five interceptions in a game and he won't be benched because the message has been reached to him. So now you see how it plays out when you know you have an option. Look at it this way. Can we both agree that right now the thing in the NFL is find that quarterback on the rookie deal, ride that where you can put pieces around them, and hopefully you can win a championship. I mean, look, Brock Purdy is in there, Jalen Hurts. Both of these guys are on low-end deals, right? Yeah. Same thing with um Joe Burrow, right? Yep. So you three of the four quarterbacks playing this weekend are still on their rookie deals. So if you're Bill Belichick, the GM, you go, wow, I've got Bailey Zappi on a four-year deal for $4.3 million. So I'm, I'm paying the guy maybe a million dollars, and I'm giving Mac Jones $15 million over four years. Now, which one of those two quarterbacks feel like once their number comes up, they're going to ask for the bigger chunk? And then the next question is, which two of those quarterbacks are better than the other? I, well, listen, if you want me to try to admit that Bailey Zappi's better than Mac Jones, I'm not going to come close to doing that. Mac Jones is better. Um, I don't even know what your question What's your question? Do you not look at Bailey Zappi as a legitimate replacement 
early on. Yeah, I haven't cheaper. closed the door. I haven't closed the door on Bailey Zappi. But last year, that would have been crazy to go to Bailey Zappi at that point, three games in with where you were and where the offense was. That would have been crazy. I totally I think agree. Would... I said you, Mac had to see it and then get back in it and show that he deserves the job. And I don't think at, by the end of the season, he solidified himself as the quarterback for this he team. He did not, no. Yeah, so when it comes to camp and you're looking at a guy, you're like, wow, we can make this move now because if they could do it to Cam Newton, why couldn't they do it to Mac Jones? Say, yeah, you, you, you can start with all these first-team quarterbacks all you want, and here's our starter. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, no, it could happen. I think it will be. There will be a semblance of a competition uh, when camp starts. I don't think Bill Belichick is just going to hand the the job over. He's not going to say that Mac Jones is our starter. Maybe he is, but if he does say that, I, I won't believe him. I do think that there will be somewhat of an open competition, and he'll give Bill uh, O'Brien a chance to chime in on who he thinks is the best guy for the job. Can I just say one thing, though, with what you know? I'm, I'm a little concerned with right now based on this current situation after this article came out. Mm. Where are we right now in terms of the Patriots, their coaching staff, and just the team in general? And what I mean is, you know, you had this year with Bill Belichick as the head coach where you weren't good where the offense wasn't good, and based on this article, it was dysfunction and basically an unmitigated disaster. That's what so this last so year So are you was. asking, like, what happens to the two main characters in the story, I'm, Matt Patricia and Joe I'm not asking Judge? anything. I'm, I'm, oh. I'm not asking anything yet. What I'm wondering is, you had the disaster with Bill Belichick as the head coach. Now you bring in Bill O'Brien. Okay, so now you've got a new offensive coordinator. What happens this year if Bill O'Brien comes in and the Patriots' offense and the Patriots' overall look night and day, totally different and much better. And it's a completely different situation and a complete turnaround from last year. Why, to me, does that feel so awkward? It feels very uncomfortable because I think where that would put the team is in the awkward position that, hey, Bill Belichick was the head coach last year when they were struggling offensively. He's still the head coach. Bill O'Brien comes in. Now they're all of a sudden much better just because they got this coordinator. I would be at that point a little concerned that is Bill Belichick really the difference maker in terms of the coach on the team? Because Belichick was there when they weren't good. O'Brien comes in, then all of a sudden they're good. It would, it would make me, based on his age and where he is in his career, I don't know. I'd be worried that he's becoming sort of a, you know, Joe but here's, Paterno but here's, at here's the, the thing. end, Bobby what, Bowden at the end, when they were so advanced. But what's good really when, when the team has been so bad, right? Right. It, we're, we're talking about a team whose offense was pretty much an F. If you see a C next year, then you're like, wow, they're good because you're you're going from an F to a C. But if you believe this team is going to jump up to like an A or B, B plus caliber offense in a year, I don't believe that. I, I just... I, there, Another, then it had to have been some element of sabotage because the same players are involved. I mean, it, it, and I don't think there's sabotage. I just think it's just a talent thing. I think that Mac is a C quarterback. He's mid, as the kids would say. And a lot of the players outside of Ramondre Stevenson on the offense side are just kind of mid. Like, is, does Jacoby Myers even come back? He probably has more value with another team. Well, that's what I've been arguing this whole time. It, it, I don't think just hiring an offensive coordinator is going to turn around the Patriots to the level that you want them turned around. Yeah. Now, maybe if you bring in top-level weapons, then maybe you could have that discussion. But just the offensive coordinator, all the big major changes we've seen recently, the Jaguars, okay, the Giants, that was because the head coach changed. Think back. When do you remember an offensive ah, with coordinator? The, Jag the Jags had money to spend, and they spent money wisely 
coming into this year. That 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 goes along with it as well. You bring in Christian Kirk, you get uh, Evan Ingram in there. So you you have some pieces in there. And that yes, I could see the correlation where the head the head coach and the quarterback were butting heads in the way that the offensive coordinator or the play callers here in New England was with the quarterback here. So I can agree to that. But I think uh, this isn't a this isn't an organization that's going to go out and say, yeah, we're going to go pay for a Christian Kirk and spend seventy million dollars on him. I, that's just not going to happen. You're saying if the head coach was good enough. It never would have gotten as far as it did last year in terms of the unpredictivity on offense. If the head coach was good enough, he would have been able to end or at least lessen the, you know, the struggles that were going on last year offensively, but he couldn't do it. So now we're going to hope that Bill O'Brien just fixes everything. It just feels like that's a big ask for an offensive coordinator and that the head coach has to be more aligned with that turnaround more responsible for that turnaround and based on the head coach being the same guy and the head coach that is that guy having been the one to preside over the struggles last year I don't know if he's going to be able to do enough this year to create that turnaround KJ and Dondero WEEI 617-779-7937 text line 37937 so I think it'll be interesting of what happens with Matt Patricia because as all these other coaches from other place other places were getting relieved and stuff like that, I said Matt Patricia is not going anywhere, and I still believe this. Here's Tommy Curran earlier this week on what is the future of Matt Patricia with this team. My feel is that they're going to let Matt make a decision on what Matt feels is best for him. Um, he's, I, I believe, he will always have a comb on the staff someplace if he decides that he wants to stay. The Kraft family thinks the world of him. Bill obviously over and over and over again praised him and probably understands that he has to extend the loyalty to Matt. I put him in a horrible spot this year. The contract's up with the Lions. Um, we would have to get him a, a contract and some commensurate pay to keep him here. What does he want to do? What's the role? What's the title? But Matt has to decide after a very difficult year. And, I mean, he's in so many ways the you know poster child for what we watched this year. Does, does he want to stick around and feel radioactive? So that, that's my best guess. It's in the ball is in Matt Patricia's court, um, and he'll figure out what he wants to do. So, what if Matt Patricia sticks around and wants to work under Bill O'Brien? Do you have a problem with that? Yes, I, I don't like Matt Patricia as a coach. I'm sorry, I don't like him as a coach. Okay, I think his defenses were leaking oil, and I told you I was happy when he got the job in, in Detroit. And I was, I also think that. And I don't know this, so maybe this is totally unfair, but I also blame Matt Patricia Probably. for Malcolm Butler's benching. And I don't know what would have happened in that Super Bowl had Malcolm Butler not been benched. I think I didn't like the way he handled himself in Detroit. Yeah, there I don't is like this aura of, of, of Matt Patricia having some form of a doghouse yeah. kind of aura. I don't yeah. like it. So, too bad. I, I'm sorry. I just don't like what, what he's brought to the table. His defenses, I didn't like watching. I know they won. I don't like the comments, you know, hey, listen, sit up straight. Uh, you know, I have one of the best plays all time in the Super in the fourth quarter. Like, all of it I don't like. So, so do you think maybe he's been humbled by what's happened last year? Because never, I don't think his entire career, even when he was with the Lions, has he been dragged the way he was dragged nationally and, of course, here? All for the play calls that he was like he wasn't even the official offensive coordinator, right? So you're taking all the hits. Your coach is letting you take all these hits, right? Bill never really stepped in. You remember he made the comment at the post game at the end of the season said, "Well, we couldn't make we couldn't really make any drastic changes because we were always near 500 through the season." 
So Bill's kind of saying, well, I'm going to kind of make them work this thing out when you saw that it wasn't working out. There's nothing more embarrassing than when you heard Aikman and uh, Joe Buck just talking about how these guys can't even get the play call in and two guys holding on the one sheet. Do you think it's humbled Patricia some that he says, okay, I evaluate who I am, how I handle myself, and maybe that I'm not ultimately in control. I may only be an extended employee of Bill Belichick, but I'm not Belichick. And that might be some of where that dysfunction is like, who does this guy think he is? He's not Bill. I mean, I guess. Did it humble him? Like, well, how high was his, where was his ego that he had to be so humbled? Matt well, Patricia, I mean, wh- like, what has he done? He's a, a defensive coordinator. Look, I, if you want to keep, I respect Bill Belichick being so loyal. I do. And if you want to keep Matt Patricia on staff, fine. Just my, the one thing I ask, no game planning. Matt Patricia is nowhere near any game planning that happens. If he wants to be out no, there. No, that's going to be Bill O'Brien, right? That's well, no, no, I'm not, no, no, no. I'm talking about offense, defense. I don't want him anywhere near anybody game planning. If he wants to go out there and tell somebody to wrap up better or get lower, fine. If he's going to watch over different things, eye in the sky, Ernie Adams, cool. No game but, planning but, but for Matt no, Patricia. But, but none of him being a student to Bill O'Brien as Bill, you don't want him in the quarterback room. You no. don't want him in. You don't want to see how Bill puts in installs. You don't want him to see any of that. You don't want him to learn any of that. I, I listen. I've seen enough from Matt Patricia. I don't like him as a coach. Well, but man, you just, I you just I heard wish him. Well, I don't you like him heard. as a coach. They like him, so it sounds like he's going to be kept. And when he's going to be kept, like they're going to ask him what he wants to do. Think about it. A poorly performing employee usually isn't asked, what do you want to do next? So clearly they have some affinity for this guy to say, hey, if he wants to learn under Bill O'Brien, does it mean he'll be the next offensive coordinator if Bill O'Brien gets this amazing job? That's a possibility. What if he's done it for three three years under Bill O'Brien and is running Bill O'Brien's system in three years? I think the mistake was not picking up more of the Josh McDaniels book that was left behind and still working with that instead of, you know, as the report says, trying to mix some of the Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan stuff when that's not even anything that you've ever done. So, so, so you think all those players in the locker room that were quoted in this article anonymously and all these people, they're going to buy in to Matt Patricia? It won't be Matt Patricia. Quarter? It won't be it won't be Matt Patricia's voice at least for several years. Let's let's just say that in the scenario he 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 stays on the offensive side of the ball and he's just a student for two three years. Now does the narrative change? Probably some of the faces from the team change. I I, I mean I you're talking three years five years like I'm not worried about that. Well I, think about it. In, it out in, now. in in three years there will need to be a decision made about Mac Jones if you extend him in his fifth year. Right, I don't think that's going to happen. But things he could say, Mac Jones turns it around and just has an on fire next couple of years. Yeah, the team probably extends him for a fifth year. They're, they don't have to pay the forty million. A year. So when Bill Belichick is gone, whenever that is, you need a clean house. Four years, clean house. Everybody that is associated, you know, you could pick your spots. I think Gerard Mayo is the next head coach here. Yes, um, and that's that's fine with me. I do have some, you know. I think natural reservations about a defensive guy being a head coach. Not that I, it's a deal breaker. I love Mayo. I love the idea of it. Defensive coaches nowadays, I don't know if that's ideal, um, if that's the best case scenario, but I would take a chance on Mayo if that's what they wanted to do. Everybody else, especially guys that have proven uh, not only to not have success, but create this function, when Belichick is gone, all those people have to be gone. 617-779-7937, text line 37937, KJ Dondero. Uh, still to come, we'll talk about the NFL playoffs, plus the Celtics on a three-game losing streak. Does it become four tonight? So continue to hang out. But, you know, I guess there's, I don't want to say I have sympathy. I have a bit of empathy now towards Matt Patricia after this article. 
I just see him as a guy who said yes to Bill Belichick's request. I can have an issue at the same time with, with Belichick asking him, right? It's This is where we were saying back at the time, like, hey, why are you not looking for someone to help grow your second-year quarterback? I don't buy the narrative that he helped lead the team to the playoffs. That was the run game and the defense that did that and special teams. This year, it was one of those situations where the defense, I thought, was a little more lights out than even in 21 and couldn't save the team enough. So now, now, now the Raiders game makes a little bit of sense of what happened at the end of that game. It, it clearly says, like, nobody's listening to who's in charge. And that's where it all came. Like, that's where the pimple popped. So I think some of the players that are here now won't be here in a year. And Patricia will. I don't know about Joe Judge. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, that's. I, I don't that's know about Judge. Like, I think Judge disaster. is a little. I think Judge is more of an expendable guy, right? But in terms of, I think because of maybe the head-on stuff that was going on with him and Mac, you know, with the quarterback coach and the quarterback, that seems like that was just the where the real big disconnect was. Well, right? What do you want me to say? Do you want me to say, hey? Robert Kraft, he loves Matt Patricia personally, so I need to support Matt Patricia being on the on the Patriots staff. But this like, is how this uh, this is how they operate. Here. I understand who, that, but I don't who, have to agree. Who's with ever it. been like? Who's ever? Who's ever been? Who's got? Who have they gotten rid of? Like who have they ever gotten rid of? Nobody. They never fire anybody, and they I respect never fire the loyalty. Anybody. I respect the loyalty, but the only way to do that then is to move on from the top dog, and that's Bill Belichick. That's the only way all these people are going to change. So, so if you it don't. Can, you don't think this whole prepping of Mayo is about Bill moving to the GM only role? You think that's what it is? Because as I've, I'm at the point where I've thought that, hey, Belichick either needs to give a choice to either coach or be the general manager, but doing both is costing the cohesion of everything. I would cut ties completely. When it's time, I'm not saying, you know, when it's time, I would go in a completely new direction. Whoever the new head coach is, you, knew, you find a new general manager, you figure you work with that guy. You end the Belichick era. So you find, you pretty much get rid of the entire staff, even though when if Mayo's the head coach in waiting, then it almost tells you that some of these guys are going to be retained. They're trying to keep the culture. Steve Belichick is probably still going to be around, even if Bill is not. If Bill's the general manager, does Gerard Mayo want Steve Belichick around? Like <sighs> I, I would ha- leave that in his hands if he's the next head coach, right? But if you're a head coach in waiting, right, and you're, which means you're going to not. Like when he turned down the Panthers interview, I was like, okay, they must really be discussing his future. But if they're discussing your future, they're also telling you that you're not the present, right? And so if he's at the Panthers, yeah, you might be calling your shots, but you may not have the insular structure that you have here in New England. And so, yeah, if you're the head coach in waiting, that means that they're still making present decisions that you cannot make. And that's that's why I don't think they'll ever cut the umbilical cord to Belichick, I think Belichick just moves into the GM role and then probably retires from there. And at that point, who knows where Robert Kraft is, 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 is in thoughts? Who knows where you know the kids are in terms of what they want to do with the team? Because in essence, you're saying everybody's got to go once Bill goes. And I don't know if the, the culture or the team or management, upper management would want that. Well, it would also depend if Robert Kraft is still around versus Jonathan Kraft. I mean, you just don't know. Uh, we have no idea how long Bill Belichick is going to coach. I don't expect the Patriots to fire Bill Belichick. Well, he's past his 70 deadline. Right? Yeah. He's way past that. So it, it'd be interesting how it all plays out. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. KJ and Dondero continues next. KJ and Dondero on WEEI. Boston Sports Original. From mine, too, and I hope... Uh... I hope his sources is correct because we need us an offensive coordinator. And, hey, he's familiar with the system. He's familiar with uh, 
just the culture. So that's, that's I think that's a good move, you know, and, and put those other guys back on defense. <laughs> <laughs> Weei KJ and Don Darrow. That's Ty Law. Ty Law Tuesdays are gold. It should be up for Emmy uh, Emmy nominations for sure. Talking about the hiring of Bill O'Brien Isn't as the Emmy offensive a TV thing. I think they do them for radio as well. I forgot they're called for radio. Marconi's for radio. That's what it is. I'm so used to Emmys from television because you could do it for like daytime television. But yeah, look, Bill O'Brien was the right hire just because I think Bill needed to get get control back of the environment. I think that's really really what it was. If you brought a new guy in, some new Jack that, you know, let's say Mac kind of tethers to, then you might start thinking like, well, we're the ones over here, you know, like a a mini revolt. It's kind of Game of Thrones in a way. But, you know, Bill O'Brien, here's the thing. It's going to be old school, so it's going to be a lot of Ramondre Stevenson. I think you you almost have to think, like, instead of, like, what's the development of Mac Jones? It's like, who's going to be the relief pitcher for Ramondre Stevenson? Because that dude got worn out last year. And that's going to be the offense. Well, remember, Bill O'Brien is, his identity was associated with utilizing the tight ends, chunk plays down the field, not necessarily bombs down the field, but 15, 20, 25 yards. Like, that's what I missed. That's what they didn't do enough of. And that's what I'd love to see them do more of with Bill O'Brien. Again, though, it comes down to my question. If you're Bill Belichick, the greatest of all time, or just one of the elite coaches in the NFL, why do you need a new offensive coordinator to completely bail out your offense? That's the question I keep coming back to. And that's why I feel like we're in an awkward position. Because Bill Belichick was the head coach last year during all those offensive struggles with those coaches – to just hope that a new coordinator comes in and fixes everything feels awkward to me because why did you need that guy to come in to fix everything? Why you, Mr. Greatest Head Coach of All Time, Elite Head Coach, whatever you want to call him, why weren't you able to fix that more yourself? I so, think you, what's I think going you go, on? You go get Bill O'Brien because you have to get a, a clear evaluation on what you have at quarterback with Mac Jones. Right, Josh McDaniels, that first year, you knew that you would trust anything that he would tell you in evaluation and the development of the quarterback, and you got a pretty good result, right? Then in the second year, it's, it's going to be one of the greatest mysteries, you know, after, you know, Stonehenge for that matter, of why you chose to just kind of let that go by the wayside and allow your second year quarterback to regress. So this year, you say, okay, you have someone who's clearly established inside of your culture. Inside of this organization, you know what you want to do. You've seen what they've done before. If the player can't get to it, then now you say, okay, because that's the other thing. Mac Jones is going to have to take to what Bill O'Brien is giving him. So the, the assumption is that he'll take to it better, obviously, because of last year. But is it going to push him forward? Like, just listen to the quarterbacks that Bill O'Brien had not named Tom Brady or Deshaun Watson. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Case Keenum, Brian Hoyer, Ryan Mallett, TJ Yates, Brandon Whedon, Brock Osweiler, Tom Savage. So you're talking about guys who really, uh, Brock Osweiler Deshaun and Watson. I said not named Deshaun Watson or Tom Brady. Oh, sorry. Right, because we're not talking about a quarterback that's in a Tom Brady or Deshaun Watson level at any stage. That's what you have here in Mac Jones. So you have to figure, is Mac Jones, I'd probably say he's a better version of, of Ryan Kirkpatrick at this point, and, you know, so that's what you're working with. You're not working with some dynamic talent, and that's something else that's going to be have to found, be found out about Bill O'Brien. Can he work with a dynamic talent that isn't like a Deshaun Watson? What his skill set is is nothing that Mac Jones is going to produce for you. So, there, so, again, will Mac Jones be able to take to what Bill O'Brien is putting in front of him? Well, it's, it's an interesting question because nobody's asking that question. 
they're all asking, is Bill O'Brien up to the task to work with this offense? Not is Mac Jones going to be able to be be groomed by Bill O'Brien because Bill O'Brien hasn't been good with, you know, non-elite quarterbacks or whatever you said. Look, I think it's a good thing Bill O'Brien's here. I said it in English. What do you yeah, mean? What no, did I say? No, no, no. I, I just was trying I to I love your you. passive aggressiveness. I love that, it. Was that passive aggressive? It was passive it. aggressive. I'm yeah, sorry. like what that's a way well, of I was saying just trying, I was trying to you follow said. you. I was trying to follow you. This girl on U- Iowa is just she's like Steph Curry and it keeps What are you talking about with I you I got this TV in my face here. I gotta turn it off. Listen, Bill O'Brien. Sorry. Oh I just think his Ability as an offensive coordinator, yes, it will be put to the test. But I'm just saying, Mac Jones, you at this point, you have to give him the best opportunity to succeed. I believe that Bill Bill O'Brien represents that. I'm just wondering, with Bill Belichick still being the head coach, if the offensive coordinator is going to move the needle that much where we think, all right, everything will be back to normal. You just bring in this new OC, and the offense is going to get to these elite levels, and we're going to have the, the this machine of an offense, and Bill can worry about defense, and we're what we were. Like well, I but, just don't but, see but, that but happening. This is, but this is what they had to do. Remember, what was the narrative going into Season 2 with Mac Jones? Last season, it wasn't about like, hey, this this Patriots team is going to be dominant. It's it's going to be that much better than the year before. It was all about the development of Mac Jones. Yeah. And if Mac Jones could uh, progress, then now the team becomes more appealing to free agents, right? I believe we can get things done. Like the idea, like idealistically, is you get this Patriots team back into the playoffs. You win a game in the playoffs. You just don't limp out. But in that second game, there are free agents who are now watching, saying, you know what? If I was with them. I know I could help them get over that hump, this, that, and the third. That's how players work in the league, right? It's how Steve McNair ends up in Baltimore when Baltimore made that run and they couldn't get it done back there um, in those in the early 2000s, right? So that's where you want to get this team to, and you lost a year doing that. And so now when I hear people say, well, you need this long stretch receiver, I say get an offensive line first so that way you can get protection for Mac because it seemed like sometimes he was so skittish when he had opportunities to step into a throw or step up into the pocket and make a throw. So that trust factor has to be built first at that offensive line. And that's if Bill is going to spend, I would rather see him spend there than on a receiver because that's going to help with the development of Mac Jones in this new scheme with Bill O'Brien. No, I'd rather see him spend on a receiver. Why? Because Bill Belichick has proven that he can draft offensive linemen, and not just draft offensive linemen, draft them late in rounds, late round, fourth round, sixth round, undrafted free agent. He can get guys. I mean, what, what's Mike Owenu? A six-round pick? Minute. Wait, the, the, the offensive line gave up 19 sacks in one month during the season last year. You need yeah, to this- go... You need to go get some guys that are going to, because Mac is still going to feel like, and that's what you saw sometimes, he was better at it when you got to the last couple of games of the season, where in his head he's thinking that things are going to break down before they are, that he's not stepping up, that he's not stepping into these pockets. He would have this habit of going back to the back of the horseshoe in the collapsed pocket and would get caught trying to escape out of the back instead of stepping forward. So, again, the run game, the play action, I think you'll see more of the play action, right? Yeah, look, let's continue the conversation here because I want to ask you how much better of a quarterback in the AFC pantheon of quarterbacks does Bill O'Brien make Mac Jones next year? 617-779-7937, text line 37937, the second hour of KJ and Dondero next. Thanks for hanging out. Baseball is back. 
and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.